0: Entrepreneurs on the brew. You are now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. Let's grow.
1: Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Adam McChesney, and I want to thank you for being here today. We are live from Half Coast Studios here in St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you to Half Coast for this amazing setup and sponsoring the show. If you're looking to start your podcast or take your current one to the next level, then you need to check out what they have going on. Contact them today for a free consultation. If you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five star review on Apple and Spotify. We would love for you to share this content on social media by tagging me and our guests, and that way we can get it out to more people. Today we have yet another great episode lined up for you. He and I have been connected going on two plus years at at this time we met briefly last year at the champions parade with winrate consulting and have supported each other virtually ever since i love what this guy's doing i love his energy and he is the real deal my ge- my guest today is Kyle Ashion he is the owner of integrity asphalt they specialize in excavation and asphalt services and their goal is to develop relationships and build trust kyle welcome to the show
0: hey thanks adam i really appreciate that
1: did i did i butcher the last name no. No, <laughs> it <shows good. laughs> it's good. Art. At
0: this point in time, I just kind of accept whatever anybody calls me. <laughs> man,
1: I I like I practice, I practice, I practice, I practice, but in my head, it, you know, when you're in the moment, it's not as easy as the, you know, the behind <laughs> the scenes stuff. But man, I'm super pumped to have you on here today. As I mentioned, I know we've been connected for a while. Love what you're doing. So really uh really excited to have you here, man
0: thanks i'm i'm pumped to be here so i just i've been seeing your podcast grow and i'm thinking man like from a distance from where i'm at you know because i'm michigan yeah um it's like you see someone's growth through virtual world and it's like dude that guy is just absolutely blowing up and so that's encouraging for me to see it's like all right he's setting a pace and like what what can i do to keep that going too you know it's a it's the standard of the people that you surround yourself with.
1: Absolutely, man. And I, I really appreciate that. No, I appreciate that, man. So for the audience, can you let people know a little bit about who you are, what you got going on and kind of where you've, where you've been and and how you got to where you're at today?
0: Yeah. So the, the fast track to skip uh, to where I'm at now. So I've got a a excavating and paving business as as you said, Um, that started three and a half years ago. how that started is I thought I was actually working for somebody else and I found a niche in the market that I really liked. I did not come from this background. Um, I, before I got into this, I didn't even know what asphalt smelled like up until <laughs> about six years ago. Mm. Um, so I ended up deciding to break off on my own. Um, I started this, I had $3,000 in the bank 120 grand in debt and zero credit. (laughs) And you know, for a a very high overhead business, um, I just, I didn't really understand what challenges were ahead of me. I just kind of acted, um, since then, three and a half years to now, um, we'll do a million dollars in work this year. We've got about a half a million dollars in equipment, um, that's, that's paid for, um, I've got some people last year working for me and it's just, it's growing quickly. Um, you know, I, I did not expect it to grow this quickly, this fast. Um, but what I've seen is, you know, the, the like you said, earlier, building relationships, like inside the team and for my clientele, that's been the biggest thing. You know, when you really dig roots into the people around you in your area. Um, before that, my background is actually in automotive welding and fabrication that's what i went to a trade school for um i've done anything from working in i worked in the road racing industry for a while i built uh two chassis for open wheeled formula cars i was a lamborghini technician for a while um life changes dad passed away moved back home found myself in the oil field and then you know here i am today but i've noticed um you know, when, when I was here, I kind of had to recap my life, you know, when I started and I've always had somewhat of an entrepreneurial spirit, spirit, you know, when I was about 12 years old is when I first started working Mowing you know, lawns is the easiest thing. Yeah, And, um, I was, I was the only one out of my friends that had, that kind of took that path and they've seen me carry that throughout my life. But, you know, I was 12 years old with, Seven hundred dollars in my pocket that I, <laughs> I had earned my own, um, and that was just kind of who I was at that point in time. And I, between, always working multiple jobs, always having some sort of side hustle going, that's you know looking, that's my stripes. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of had to explain that to people: is this is who I am, this is who I've always been, and I don't think that I, a I don't want to change. Um, you know, you morph as you, as you go. And especially as you get older, you start getting into things with relationships and families and whatnot. So I'm not, I'm single, not married, no kids. And I realized that, all right, if I'm going to start this business on my own, like now's the best time to capitalize on that because I'm not going to have the opportunity later than I do now. Yeah, And, um, yeah, so it's, that's kind of a, a quick recap from then until now. Um, so I, I, different than what I started out in, yeah. but I couldn't be happier, you know? And then the foresight is this, it, this business isn't going to be my be all end all, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to be seed money for other things, real estate investments. Um, I've got a couple other businesses in the works that I'm not going to talk about now because when I want them to come out, it's, you know, what I realize is I want to launch a business, not a service. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so keeping things under wraps, until they're ready (laughs) uh, is a good thing.
1: So that's awesome, man. I I was going to ask you, and I'm glad you brought it up about like where that entrepreneurial spirit came from. And obviously like we're in two different, completely different worlds, right? You're in more the service-based industry, kind of the the blue power stuff. I'm on the digital marketing side, although I own some other businesses that are in the service space. But I kind of always had that entrepreneurial career or that entrepreneurial spirit from an early age as well. And very similar to what you said when I got engaged and then we ended up getting married at the end of 2019. I knew our plan wasn't to have kids right after and, and we still don't have kids yet, but we will be soon. I wanted to capitalize in 2020, my plan, even though before COVID was I'm going to leave medical device sales, because yeah. if I'm ever going to create a business and jump off into entrepreneurship, there's literally no better time before you start having all of those other responsibilities. So it's it's very interesting, like how, you know, there's so much similarities, I think, between our stories there. So again, really appreciate you sharing that. What are what are three things that have made you successful in your journey thus far?
0: So the first first thing would be the that started me on basically the ultimate path that I'm on now. In the back of my mind, I always knew eventually I would work for myself. Okay, and but you know, those, have you seen it in the mall or something as a kid, it's like a giant funnel. You put the quarter in at the top and it kind of goes around, goes around and falls in the middle. Yeah. I've always viewed my entrepreneurship as that. Like I knew I would land there at one point in time, but I'm just kind of toying around until I'm ready for it. And I, what I probably should have done is just flip the quarter in the middle and just got started right away. Yeah. Um, but The one thing, the number one thing that made me successful is, or put me on this path is setting a limit for myself. There was a point I told, and I, I told my, you have a conversation with yourself. I said, the next person I work for will be the last person I work. If this doesn't work out, if this doesn't give me the long term, that's at that point in time, it's going to be all me sink Mm -hmm. or swim. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Yep. And I and I had the feeling then, and it's, and it's carried with with me through and, and is still there, is that I would rather get to you, because you put yourself like say, 30, 40 years from now. I would rather say, I'm glad I did, than I wish I would have. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want the regret of what could have been later on, because you can't get that time back, you know? So, number one would be setting... Setting a trigger for myself, but then also holding true to myself because you always have the option of, well, I guess I'm not gonna not gonna follow through with that. You know, so that would be the number one thing. The second thing is I've always searched out opportunity over reward. And sometimes it makes it difficult to operate because from the financial aspect, when you're in a, a, a high overhead business and you don't have a lot of capital to start with, it's like, well, the next thing that will push me forward is going to cost me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have like $2 over that lot of money amount, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but I can do it. <laughs> yes. So I've, I've gone through this cycle of put myself in a corner for opportunity and then work myself to the reward or like to, to that point uh, to where I actually capitalize on that opportunity. And I, I've never been one to say like, I'm going to, I want to personally benefit from my business. Um, I want to see how big I can, I can make it. I want to see the top of my potential, you know, because I, I don't even know that. Yeah. I didn't, fit my it's like, if I'm in a place that I didn't un- realize that I could be now, where can I be? 10, 15, 20 years from now, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so really focusing more on the opportunity than the immediate payout or reward would be the second thing. And third is mentorship. Um, You know, and, and I'm sure that you can attest to this, like what got me plugged into some sort of coaching mentorship, just realizing that it's something that you need is when I reached a point to where this is running me and I don't know what to do right now. Like I've built a monster that's bigger than myself and it's dragging me around. Yeah. You know, like I need skill sets that I don't have. Yeah. You know? Um, And I think those three things, it is really what contributed to it. You know, it's not a matter of a magic formula. And I tell people that today, they're like, well, what should I do thinking that there's a right and a wrong answer?
1: Yeah. That wouldn't, that be
0: easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not a right and a wrong answer. It's what you do with the answer that you choose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so um, you had mentioned something kind of where I got my, my entrepreneurial spirit. My, my family is a big contributor to that. So the dad's side of my, my dad's side of my family has always been, very successful entrepreneur. So I grew up, he owned a restaurant. Uh, when I, when I was growing up, it was 400 seat restaurant, a couple banquet halls. And so I grew up just knowing that owning a business was a thing. Mm -hmm. Working was a thing. Um, you have priorities that you don't have any control over. You know, they just obligations. Um, I've got some uncles that are wildly successful in what they do and, and you see, you see the potential, you know, I didn't, Benefit from that financially, but I benefited from that in a um, um, kind of a perspective viewpoint. You know, when oh, you yeah. hear that, you get check-ins like, "Well, how many employees do you guys have?" Well, oh, we're over a thousand. You know, we're in three different states, and then you hear it's, it's like, "Oh, so and so just bought a jet." You know, it's like you see these things, and it's like, "Man, that's possible." Like, okay, now that I know that that's possible, and I and you plant the seed in your head, it's like, I can do that. Yeah. Especially when you know that these people did it in one generation. Mm-hmm. So all of those things kind of contributed to, all right, let's, let's see what I can do.
1: Yeah. No, I, I love that, man. And I, one of the things you talked about is like, there's not a right or wrong. I was listening to Ed Milet on his podcast the other day and he said, life does not have a manual. It doesn't have an instruction manual. So what works for me is not going to work directly for you and vice versa. But there's bits and pieces as you talked about in that mentorship aspect that you can have an extra set of eyes over what's going on that comes from much more experience and resources to be like, hey, this is how I did it. but This is what you need to do based on that. And that right. completely opens up, you know, opportunities for you to grow personally and professionally. So I love that you touched on that. So within your three and a half years of business, what are some of the ups and downs of the journey? I know you talked about, you know, some different things, but like, what are some of the peaks and what are some of the, the lower points uh, throughout that so far?
0: So I know that I'll talk about the low points first, um, because that's, those are the hardest things to get through. Right. You know, mm-hmm. when it's easy, it's easy. When it's hard, it's really hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of it is when I felt like I was going to sacrifice customer satisfaction mm-hmm. over things I had no control over. So let's take uh, snow removal, for example. It's just, it's a difficult thing to do when equipment breaks down. It's not like snow stops falling on the ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a natural part of it. And so when you're, when you put yourself in a position to execute more than your capability, you have to find solutions in order to, in order to like just solve a problem through that. Okay. So i found myself at times, you know, I had three plow trucks, all of them were down in the middle of a snowstorm and it's like, it seems like the world's crushing in on you and you don't know exactly what kind of slack you're going to get from your clients. You yeah. can't explain to them, look, I am working as hard as I possibly can, but there are factors that I don't have control over, but I have a responsibility to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anything that came from where I might be the one to sacrifice or, or to jeopardize customer satisfaction um, would be a big one. And when it's financially difficult, you know, when you have to, take a lot out of your bank account or out of your pocket or go take up, um, take on massive debt that you're not used to. Mm-hmm. Um, those would be, and I don't even know if they're necessarily downs because they're learning opportunities. You, you know, you have to go through those things in order to realize that you're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. When you're in the middle of the tunnel, you don't see it and you don't believe it. Mm -hmm. but you have to go through that cycle enough times in order to solidify within yourself, like, look, this will be okay. So then the next challenge you come up against, it might be bigger, but you know that there's a backside to it. And so you take it in more stride. Um, The ups that we've experienced is when we've accomplished more than I thought, you know, and that allowed me to set my goals for bigger than what I think we're capable of. You know, we we did six hundred fifty thousand in revenue last year. Um, I was hoping to do a 1.2 this year, so I set our goal at two million. What I didn't want to do is I didn't want to get to our goal and then realize we stopped short yeah. and not know what to go, you know, where to go from there. Yeah, if we land just short of our goal, we're still in better position than if we would have not given ourselves the opportunity for potential. So, um, you know, tracking versus not tracking the goals is something that allowed us to experience bigger highs. Yeah. Um, honestly, Adam, for me, the most rewarding thing is when you get an employee or a customer that truthfully comes up to you and says, "Thank you for what you've done." Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a couple people. Specifically, that I'm thinking about inside my company now. It's like they genuinely appreciate their position inside something that I've created. You know, wow. and that's that's humbling mm-hmm. when somebody else can find value. That's just extremely humbling. And so I don't want to create a job. Mm-hmm. I don't want to create given, uh, income or revenue.
1: I want to create an opportunity for others. Yeah.
0: You know, um, I, and that's, that's kind of how I look at it. Like our goals, I don't really stop for the Mm wins. You know, I think I should, but it's like, (laughs) okay, when you, when you achieve this goal, do you stop and celebrate? I'm already looking at the next one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's
0: definitely that, uh, you say you, you get that. <laughs> <give>
1: <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah. There's definitely that give and take where it's like, you gotta be, you gotta always be thinking about what's coming next, but you do have to soak in and acknowledge, obviously I struggle with that too, but acknowledge like, Hey, this, this happened. You need to give yourself and your team credit right before yep. just completely forgetting about it. Cause if you don't, right if you don't smell the roses throughout, you're going to be always, you know, looking for something more, 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 more. So, so yeah, I, mean, right. I I resonate with that. I'm interested, you know, you talked about some really good stuff. What would be the biggest lesson that you've learned so far that you can share with the audience? Don't quit. Don't quit.
0: You know, I, I think, I think that's it. Um, I, I don't really think there's any one big specific lesson. Um, if you overthink things, you know, and, and that's going to be, you're your biggest enemy. You know, you know, that I know that that's kind of a coined phrase that when you get into a certain space and a certain kind of, it's just a common theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 a good question to ask, especially talking about you know the ups and the downs, highs and the lows. The times that I actually stop to quote unquote, smell the roses or realize how far we've come is when I'm in that low point. Mm-hmm. Because you have to find some sort of encouragement to keep going. And so when I actually reflect on the work that we have done and the growth that we have experienced, it's when we're in that low point and you'll kind of look back in retrospect and say like our Valley now is still higher elevation than a peak that we've achieved before. Yep. You know, so like we're doing something right if our problems are getting bigger. (laughs) Oh yeah. yeah. You know? And so that's, If nothing else, a don't quit, but you also have to start. Yeah. You know, so don't think too, too far, too far into it. Progress over, over perfection and just execute.
1: Love that, man. Those are, that's very powerful. So, what's next for you? I know you you talked about obviously about some stuff uh, that you have in the pipeline, but in as far as this business goes, I know you talked about st- you know starting other businesses. We don't need to get into that, but like what yeah. is what is your future? what What are you looking forward to in twenty twenty three and beyond?
0: Twenty twenty three um, is going to be based around processes, processes, systems. What my next step is is not creating a lot of growth, but creating systems
1: mm-hmm.
0: to then produce growth. Okay. Um, I was just, I had this conversation in, in a, um, in a, a networking meeting the other day and I, and I brought up the idea of what really hindered you know, it's usually the person that's, that's leading it. We, we, Put in a lot of work and we have a lot of conversations around how do I grow myself and how do I elevate myself and how do I grow my business? Well, the first thing is is to get out of the way. Okay. I think this is a, a common theme, especially with guys, is we want to be the hero in the story. Oh yeah. You know? And so being the hero means providing all of the solutions. If you're being a hero, you're not letting other people inside your company and around you be heroes in their space. And we you know, that's ego driven. Yeah. Okay. So then you have to ask yourself, what do you actually want? Mm-hmm. Do you want to elevate your pedestal and your ego? Or do you actually want to grow a business? Because actually growing a business means elevating everybody else around you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's a, that's a hard pill for some people to swallow. Yeah. It's a hard pill for me to swallow because it means removing myself. But I think that's the, the biggest definition of leadership is when you, you know, you, you've heard give a man a fish or teach him how to fish. Yep. I generally look at that on the receiving side, like the benefit of the dude learning. Mm hmm. But if you look at that from the, from the position of the person teaching, he's either trying to elevate himself or he's trying to elevate the person he's teaching. You know what I mean? Like I want to be a teacher on how to fish.
1: Mm,
0: You guys grow this. And so that's the next step for me is not so much focusing on revenue, not focusing on how much growth can we, can we achieve, but focusing on how how tight can we get our processes how automated can we make this how much can I remove myself delegate these things and more or less pass on lessons that I've learned to everybody else within me without them you know taking on all the responsibility like they need to be have entrepreneurial traits without having the responsibility yeah you yeah know I so then how that. do I How do I, you know, or a hobby business is I want to franchise something. I don't know exactly what it's going to be. I've got an idea. That's one of the ideas that's going to come up, (laughs) Yeah. but I would like to build a franchise. Nice. um, so this business right now, it'll get to a certain point. We'll decide it'll either grow naturally from there or we'll we'll cap it off at a certain amount and then start something else. Um, in, in parallel with it. Yeah. So, um, before, well, I guess I had a I had a note down here that's something that I wanted to mention. Yeah, and it kind of relates to you know one of the biggest, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that ego will surpass or suppress success. Mm. Love that. If I if I would have gotten out of my way three and a half years ago. You know, thinking, all right, let's like, let's go get this. I'm gonna make something, mm-hmm. and I would have asked for help from somebody right out of the beginning, not even knowing that you're operating. Out know, you of suppressed the amount of success that I could have achieved sooner.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, man. I <laughs> I agree with that for sure. Well, that, that was awesome, man. That was a great way to finish things up. I really appreciate you coming on here, man. Where can people find out more about you and the company, whether it's social media, uh, yeah. websites, all that stuff? We'll put it in the show notes.
0: Um, so the website right now is integrityearthandasphalt.com. Um, as I was mentioned earlier, we're slowly going to change that brand just a little bit, which is going to be Integrity Asphalt. We're just dropping the earth from the name. Um, same thing with social media, Facebook and Instagram. Integrity, Earth, and Asphalt. And then me personally is K. Ashon or Kyle Ashon. Um, A S C I O N E. I if you want to like find some motivational workout stuff
1: that's
0: (laughs) what my page has become love it man the the personal brand so
1: we'll put all that stuff in the show notes for you man kyle thank you so much for coming on great talking to you as always and i appreciate your time
0: thanks adam i appreciate you as well
1: and i want to thank you again to the audience for tuning into today's podcast please be sure to subscribe download and share our content leaving a five-star review goes a long way Thank you to Halfco Studios. If you're here in St. Louis and looking to start your podcast or take your current one to the next level, come check out what they have going on. We'll see you all next week. And remember, entrepreneurs aren't born, they are brewed.
0: I'm an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs aren't born, they're brewed. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur
1: Podcast with your host, Adam McChesty.